Good morning, world. Welcome to another episode of Zendependently Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I hope you enjoy this episode. If you're interested in more combat sports, analysis, predictions, and discussions like this, stay tuned because it's only going to get better from here. And be a good friend, boyfriend, girlfriend, neighbor, son, dad, whatever, and share Zendependently Minded with them because it's only the best podcast out there when it comes to combat sports. So on this episode of Zendependently Minded, episode 29, I'm just going to discuss and make my predictions for the whole main event for a UFC 250, which is, uh, depending on where you are in the world, for me it's tomorrow morning, but it could be for for you tonight if you're listening in the States. Um, it's headlined by, uh, the main event is Amanda Nunes. She's going to be attempting to defend her, I believe she's defending her flyweight belt against Felicia Spencer, uh, and the co-main is Rafael Sunksau and Cody, o- Cody Garbrandt. Um, the card, I complained about the card a couple weeks ago because it didn't wasn't really stacked with uh, good fights. Uh, outside of the main event with Amanda Nunes, um, there weren't really any good fights on this card, so it looked like t- it was going to be a lackluster pay-per-view, but the UFC pulled through and they they made a, actually a pretty stacked main card and even the prelims have some exciting fights so I'm not going to complain uh, either way I, I was going to fight I was going to watch the fights um but I just wanted to discuss each one of these bouts kind of um, I'm not going to go too deep into them I'm not going to do any intangibles intangibles or anything like that uh but just starting with the first the first bout on the main card um it's features a, it's a bantamweight fight between Eddie Wineland and Sean O'Malley so Sean O'Malley is, he's a young guy, he's only 25 years old, he's really popular, um, he's coming off of a knockout win on his last bout um, against Jose Quinones, and he's really hyped, like I said, he's a young guy that a lot of people are looking forward to in the bantamweight division. The bantamweight division, like I said in my last episode, uh, it's very it's very stacked, even with Henry Cejudo gone. Um, it's really stacked. There's a lot of talent, a lot of guys. Uh, there's another important bantamweight. There's two good uh, important bantamweight fights coming on later in the card that are going to affect um, the winners, the winner of this fight. Um, but Sean O'Malley, I think, is going to use his distance like he always has. Um, Eddie Wineland is a vet. Uh, he's a veteran of the game. He's got a really, really a lot of power in his right hand, especially when it comes to countering guys that are sloppy strikers. But Sean O'Malley is not a sloppy striker. He's not going to throw punches and leave his chin wide open. No, he knows how to utilize his range and his his lankiness, and he's just going to stay behind the jab. And I think he's going to take take Eddie the distance three rounds, and he's going to win unanimous decision. I don't see him finishing Eddie because Eddie. Uh, I don't think he's ever been knocked out at least in the UFC, um, he's 24 and 13, so he's been, he's had some ups and downs, but if Sean O'Malley can, um, stick to his guns and play, play this fight the way, um, the way he should, using his reach to his advantage, he should pull out the unanimous decision, and that's my prediction. So the next, the next bout I'm going to talk about, just going up the line, is Neil Magny and Anthony Rocco Martin. So, I don't really know too much about Anthony Rocco Martin, um, but I do know, that he did lose to Damian Maya. I think that was his most prominent fight as of recently. I believe last year he lost to Anthony 
or um he lost to Damian Maya. So they're just kinda just rewatching that fight, it just it looked like uh his weakness is jujitsu. Um or someone that's as crafty and um that can move on the ground and be shifty with you like Damian Maya and um it's not to say that everybody in the world who does jujitsu is as good at um as Damian Maya at jujitsu, but I just I know Neil Magny likes to go for takedowns and um he's he's another big long lanky guy um he probably could fight at middleweight with his size so i i see neil magny winning by knockout uh probably in the second round i think he's gonna take it's gonna take him a little bit to kind of get his footing and get a feel out in the first round and there aren't many finishes in these um crowdless fights i've noticed um maybe i'm overthinking that but there there just weren't many finishes maybe i know the crowd plays into a lot of fighters emotions and it can help them flip the switch or kind of stay scared because of, you know, if you're like a cowboy, uh, the crowd doesn't really play to your favor because it bothers you, messes with your head, um, which a lot of guys have that issue, but that's a topic for another discussion. So I think Neil Magny knocks out Anthony Rocco Martin in the second round. Moving on up uh, to the third bout of the main card is another bantamweight fight. This is a very important, really exciting fight that I'm excited about. Aljamain Sterling is going up against Corey Sandhagen. This is a fight I have the hardest time kind of trying to predict who's going to win. Um, both guys are really good. Uh, Aljamain Sterling is more, he's more of a technical striker than Corey Sandhagen. Corey has some really unorthodox wins. Um, that being said, Corey doesn't get a lot of finishes. I, I believe he, so he had a couple knockouts back in 2018 and he had one one of that one crazy submission in um last year and then two decision wins and then as of 2020 he hasn't fought anybody he was gonna fight Frankie Edgar which would have been a good fight too but he's an unorthodox guy but um a lot of people sleep on him I mean he's undefeated in the UFC uh he's only got one loss in his MMA career and then when it comes to Aljamain Sterling he's he's one of the cream of the crop martial artists when it comes to the 35 pound division um he's he's a volume striker he throws a lot of strikes um he still has a lot of power though uh he doesn't get many knockouts but he does have a couple submissions um he gets a lot of decision wins he did get knocked out by marlon marais i i think that was by head kick because marlon knocks out everybody by head kick or takes him out by kick so yeah aljermaine sterling um actually hasn't knocked anybody out since 2014 he knocked out Hugo Viana so that fight was definitely going to go the distance uh, as far as who's going to outmaneuver the other it's it's hard for me to predict but I know on the UFC UFC or the ESPN app I did the UFC pick him and I actually did pick Corey Sandhagen to win I think he's going to win by decision but now that I really think about it this is kind of a toss-up if uh, this is not a fight you want to bet on for sure I I'm pretty sure the odds are pretty close to the same, but this could be a main event fight on um, a fight night any time of the year. It's it's that good of a fight, and I think whoever wins this fight definitely has a good chance of getting the next title shot after Jose Aldo fights Peter Yan. Um, all that being said, my official prediction is Corey Sanhagen by decision, but it could go either way. It really could. Um, moving on to the co-main event. Uh, another bantamweight fight, another big possible title eliminator. Um, 
Maybe not for Cody Garbrandt because he's got knocked out the last three fights, but he's still a threat. He's always going to be a threat uh, as long as he doesn't fight too emotional. But he's fighting Rafael Asuncao. And I know all memes aside, um, I'm not the biggest Cody Garbrandt fan, but seeing someone fall from grace like that, especially such a young age, the guy's only 28 years old, reaching the to top of the division and beating... Um, someone that almost everyone agrees on is the bantamweight goat and Dominic Cruz doing that in such a convincing fashion uh, and then losing three fights in a row by knockout by the same exact right overhand punch it's rough and it's tough for anybody to watch and it's tough to see anybody get knocked out three times in a row and getting dropping four in a row is going to be something it's going to be hard for him to uh, convince the UFC to keep him if he is to lose but I do think Cody Garbrandt's going to beat Rafael Asuncao because, I mean, uh, Rafael hasn't knocked anybody out since I was in high school still, so, and I think the only way that you can beat Cody Garbrandt is to put him to sleep. I, I don't really know of anybody that could outstrike Cody Garbrandt um, and go the distance and survive. Um, even TJ Dillashaw, when he knocked him out the first time, he he was hurt pretty badly early on. I think he got knocked down, so I think in order to beat Cody Garbrandt, you got to knock him out. And Sung Sao is not going to knock him out. I mean, he just he just hasn't knocked anybody out as of recently, and I don't think he will. And I think Cody he's he's looking more focused. Um, I hope that he can keep his emotions out of this fight. I mean, I don't know of any beef between the two guys, so if he can keep his emotions um, in line, he'll be able to come back right into title contention. And I think he's as good as anybody in the bantamweight division. So it'll be fun to see that fight. Really looking forward to it. Um, and I'm predicting Cody Garbrandt wins by decision. Moving on to the last fight in this card, it is the the greatest female fighter of all time, greatest mixed martial artist of all time that is a female, Amanda Nunez. She's going to attempt to defend her belt against Felicia Spencer. So Felicia Spencer is a wrestler, and that being said, she is a wrestler that likes to move forward. Um, and when she moves forward, she tends to kind of eat punches and nobody can eat punches from Amanda Nunes. Um, if Felicia Spencer is able to take Amanda Nunes down, Amanda Nunes is too big, she's too strong, she's too good of a wrestler to let Felicia Spencer do anything to her. And on the feet, Amanda Nunes is winning all day. So I, I don't see Felicia Spencer winning this at all. I don't really actually give her... No, she's a great fighter, don't get me wrong. Um, she's in the UFC for a reason. She's getting a title shot for a reason. She only has one loss in her MMA career, period. Um, she's a great wrestler. I just don't think this is a good matchup for her. Um, and then, of course, all that being said, Amanda Nunes, um, who knows how much she's been focused um, during during these crazy times with training. She could be sleeping on Felicia. Um, she could be like John Jones fighting um, Gustafson the first time. She could be kind of not uh, motivated to train too hard, and it could come back to bite her. So we're going to have to see how that goes, but um, if if both fighters, both girls come to fight their absolute best, Amanda Nunes is going to win 8 out of 10 times, I believe, 9 out of 10 times. Uh, and I believe, I believe Amanda Nunes is going to win by knockout in the second round. Thank you guys for tuning in on the 29th episode of Zendependently Minded. I hope you guys are staying safe. During these crazy times, I hope you're holding your family, friends, loved ones close, um, and I hope you're sticking together and and just just remember that unity trumps all.
Thank you for tuning into this episode. Goodbye.